Religiosanity, episode 39. That's right. I'm back with Pastor Andrew. Of course, we're not together, but we are together. And I have a question for you, Pastor Andrew. Mm-hmm. We have the story of, of Jesus, you know, flipping tables, but... Yeah. Did he ever get really mad, though? You know what I mean? Like, like that was, like, for a reason, you know? Like, I think people are mad right now. A lot of people are angry, frustrated. You know, they want to look toward Jesus for different things. But I want to know if he was ever really mad. In Christianity, we have uh, the doctrine of fully human, fully God. And with that human side, uh, we already discussed that... Uh, he was influenced by prejudices of his own people towards uh, Syrophoenicians. That was what we talked about. And But there are other signs of having prejudices, at least initially, uh, which he corrected uh, towards Samaritans, at least partly. And uh, so that, that's one part. And, and that anger, I think, is part of who we are as human beings. Uh, we need to acknowledge that it is who we are and uh, learn how to control it. And uh, there are different kinds of anger also. There is a selfish anger. There is an altruistic anger. Uh, there is a just anger. And... Uh, there are stories where Jesus really became angry. Uh, so uh, generally, I would say that uh, biblical canon uh, tried to sanitize it somehow. Mm. But the oldest gospel, Gospel of Mark, uh, contains that at least to some degree. So you have the story of uh, Jesus uh, uh, in worship uh, on Sabbath and a person with a withered uh, hand uh, coming there and engaging with the local people or with scholars uh, of that place uh, in discussion whether it is allowed to heal or not on Sabbath day and uh, Jesus getting angry. That's really exactly how it is described in Gospel of Mark, uh, getting angry by the hardness of their hearts. Yeah. yeah you know, so that's, uh, uh, that, that's that uh, kind of altruistic, I would call it, or just anger there, you know, anger and sadness over the situation of humankind, that we allow ideologies to be more important to us than uh, real suffering people. Right. Yeah, you know, and the, I, I mean, ideology here, it is ideology of keeping Sabbath, you know, which is important and definitely was important uh, for Jewish people back then and as it is now. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, the, having that precedence uh, before really helping someone who is suffering, uh, that was an issue in several other uh, situations with Jesus's healings, uh, as we know from gospel stories. But this one, uh, it is specifically recorded that Jesus got angry. And what about when he when he cursed at the fig tree? Like that that was always something that baffled me. It seems uh-huh. very mean. It seems very uh, unproductive. Yeah, and it is even said that it was not a season of figs. 
uh, <laughs> or, or the main season of things. Right. Let me put it that way, because uh, then dendrologists uh, would bring in like that there were like two seasons of figs, uh, main and uh, like a second season or side season, and and so on and so forth. It's very complicated. I, I tried to study it once. But it is clear that there is this story about Jesus uh, cursing a tree which then withered or died. And, uh, you, you know, again, it's the, in the most full version, it is uh, reported in Gospel of Mark, but it has uh, parallels uh, in uh, other synoptical Gospels. And uh, even though it is softened somehow in, in those other Gospels, uh, it, it is still uh, it's still clear that something of that kind happened. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, later on, it is reported that, uh, you know, they after they were walking by and they saw that withered tree and, and disciples pointing it out. And, and then there is a further discussion about it, you know. But uh, clearly here is Jesus getting angry at a tree and cursing it. Uh, which then dies, you know, like a clearly malevolent, uh, ill-intended uh, miracle. Yeah. And uh, that gives uh, to many people pause, uh, of course. But uh, from the uh, understanding of the economy and agriculture of uh, Middle East, I, I really got influenced by an uh, West uh, Coast uh, theologian, Douglas Oakman, who wrote about uh, this parable and, and studied it from an uh, economical and agricultural uh, point of view. Mm. And uh, he is making a very, very interesting claim that... Uh, the neglect of these fig trees is a sign of uh, of latifundization of Judean countryside. Let me explain. Yeah. Uh, you know, before those were just uh, individual farms, uh, family farms, uh, the farmers who were supporting their family and from their surplus supporting the society. While uh, with the Roman Empire introduction of uh, tax systems of Roman Empire and so on and so forth, uh, farmers were uh, uh, getting into debts and uh, they were losing their control over their lands because uh, it became mortgaged and they were losing those mortgages, they were repossessed. And uh, larger and larger tracts of land were uh, combined into big latifundia, uh, which is a Latin name for large uh, uh, farms uh, owned by absentee landlords. Mm. And uh, of course, they were more interested in uh, they were more interested in cash crops and not in just uh, one fig tree to to. to to give produce for them to supplement their their cooking, so, you know, or their consumption of one family, uh, and so they started to be neglected. Hmm. And uh, so here, that tree is not uh, 
per se, uh, like a tree, it is a tree which is standing as a symbol for this uh, ongoing process in the countryside. Oh. Okay. And everybody would have known that back then, kind of, right? Yes, because, uh, you, you know, you look uh, through the uh, Hebrew Bible and you will see that fig trees uh, for individual farmers were, it, it was a symbolic tree. Uh, fig trees were uh, symbolic t- trees uh, throughout the Hebrew Bible, together with wine, uh, grape wine, I mean. That, that is an almost a an symbol of uh, paradise of everyone uh, living under their uh, under their fig tree and with their uh, grapevines growing by okay so uh, they, they, they would know that normally they would care for them but if the farmer was repossessed then the tree would go wild you know or would not be uh, trimmed and kept and uh, pruned that's the pri- right word for it and uh, the result would be that it would not have uh, this uh, second crop of figs, which probably Jesus was expecting there. But uh, it gave me uh, idea, you know, how to, what to compare it this uh, in these days. Yeah. And uh, I was, for instance, uh, thinking uh, about all those perfectly kept uh, uh, cotton fields of Alabama, say, you know, imagine that you can travel in time and you jump back uh, 200 years and you are in the middle Mm. of a beautiful, uh, predominantly flat lands of Alabama and there are these beautiful fields full of cotton and you see from distance uh, these people going through them and picking cotton and it looks all picturesque and over there is a lovely uh, classicist uh, residence with large columns uh, white painted uh, and it looks so beautiful okay and uh, then when you look closer it is all built upon slavery yeah and uh, in that situation, if you actually come closer, like Jesus came closer to that fig tree and realized that there are no these figs there, uh, that he, he got so upset and cursed it. That would be probably my reaction of seeing those cotton fields in Alabama. Yeah. Uh, you know, cursing them and uh, having them withered. Uh, or, or another, uh, something closer to us might be uh, when I was in Kentucky for a year working with denominational headquarters, uh, you know, driving through those beautiful uh, tobacco fields. Uh, and and you, the, 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 the tobacco, especially young tobacco, has very, very fresh color. Mm. And, and you see those red barns which are used for drying tobacco and they are beautiful. That, that kind of contrast between the tobacco green and those uh, red barns uh, for drying tobacco, it's just absolutely picturesque and beautiful. And, and those plants are not guilty of anything, but you know that this is being... Uh, the, 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 this is a center of... Uh, abusive uh, 
uh, economy and agriculture. Yeah. Where uh, Hispanic people are uh, imported uh, uh, to, to really individually plant every single tobacco plant. At the same time, the, the, the tobacco is producing this horrible addiction and, uh, and, and uh, ill health uh, in people. And uh, so regardless of how, we, and it is being subsidized, you know, or at least when I was there, it was still heavily subsidized. So the government was actually paying for producing tobacco there. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, to, to keep uh, those farmers in uh, Kentucky happy of growing tobacco, uh, forcing them because no Americans or hardly any Americans would work on those tobacco fields. So importing Hispanic workers, probably partly legally, but predominantly illegally and keeping them almost in a slave-like situation regardless. And so, you know, again, uh, I, I think that cursing that situation and cursing that plan which is standing for it uh, would be absolutely appropriate. Right. <laughs> Another thing is uh, all that uh, genetically modified uh, corn, maize, uh, in, in the plains of Middle America. Uh, that will be something similar as well. Uh, because uh, it, it's a monoculture which is uh, ruining the farmers there. They might not know it, but uh, it is really, they are trapped in growing it year after year after year, which is very unhealthy for environment, uh, for those fields, for the soil, for everything. And uh, in addition to that, besides the regular maize, uh, oh, uh, uh, that genetically modified took over with Monsanto and other uh, other companies, uh, really further poisoning everyone uh, through it. So you know the propaganda was that genetic modification of organisms is here to uh, cut in. Uh, uh, those pesticides and, and other things, and uh, uh, the, the result uh, is actually the very opposite of it. Mm -hmm. So cursing all those uh, monoculture uh, maize fields of uh, Iowa, uh, which uh, are in a symbol of enslavement of, of the land and of the people, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not doing it because I don't have that power of, of cursing, <laughs> uh, cursing these kind of fields or something like that. But uh, one can understand. I, I think that here we need to uh, employ a little bit of uh, criticism of uh, the genre mm. uh, which we are dealing with and recognize that uh, in this form as it is 
recorded, say, in Mark. Uh, it might be just pure coincidence or something like that. It is uh, also narrated so that the point would be clear. I can imagine that uh, just Jesus being from Galilee, where this process was about to start or was starting, this latifundization, this uh, uh, like uh, merging of those uh, farms and farmers being uh, forced out of their uh, ancestral lands, uh, that was just starting. While in in Judea, they're, they're very troubling at that time, uh, that was much more advanced. And uh, so I can imagine them as they walk down to Jerusalem talking about it and saying, just look how horrible that countryside looks uh, when those large corporations take over. Uh, you see just monoculture everywhere uh, and, and people are uh, pauperized. They are made uh, uh, just into and working hands. Uh, they are being enslaved uh, through the debt. Uh, and, uh, and 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 saying like pointing out uh, at the tree, say you know I'm not saying that yeah. literally curse that. And then uh, as they try to make that point among themselves, uh, when they remembered these stories or when they remembered Jesus's ethos, uh, they they lifted it up. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and it made it into this story. Maybe there was a story that, that they were passing something and Jesus said, oh, I just hate this. This is so unbecoming of, uh, of us as people of God who had fig trees uh, for a symbol of prosperity and, and, and secure life, you yeah. know. So that's and and you know uh, frankly uh, I, I said that I don't have this power of uh, of, of cursing cursing trees to die or cursing uh, uh, cursing cotton fields or cursing maize trees, uh, but uh, I had actually a funny experience. I think that I wrote about it on my blog, but. Uh, I can retell it here. Uh, when I moved to my first church, there was a very, very badly kept, uh, like an, by the man's uh, garden or uh, courtyard uh, in between the man's and church. Uh, and, and we spent one whole spring working and cleaning that uh, old uh, rubbish there. And, and had several containers, uh, truck containers uh, taken out of there of, of different rubbish and other things. And, and we then in the summer, we were or uh, er, around the spring, but already the trees were budding. Uh, there was also a plum tree. But, but simply because uh, it was already budding, that's not a good time to cut the tree. Mm. You know, we were looking, it was right in the middle. It looked miserable. It, it was just an eyesore and not doing anything. I asked the locals and they said, oh, hardly any plum ever grew there, maybe two or three. Uh, so we were standing there around the tree. Uh, I remember the clerk of session and me and uh, some other people and, and were saying, oh, so we'll wait now. The, the spring is upon us. That's not a good time to cut the tree. But uh, after the season is over, we are going to cut it because uh, here it just takes in the middle. It does not make any sense.
uh, that year, that tree had so much plums. <laughs> wow. That we could not uh, process them. <laughs> it's a miracle. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> that tree is there till now. Oh, my God. I, 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 I think that there is some connection between uh, living organisms, and uh, that is uh, what we need to be mindful of. Yes, yes. And, and uh, that is also while we started talking about an uh, angry Jesus and about all the negative emotions and, and so on, this is also a reminder why we need to learn to control them. Yes. And uh, not only, of course, it's a parable in that, that story. Uh, so not only uh, towards one another, but taking it a little bit more literally here, I would say, and being mindful of the plants around us. I'm just now looking at a plant uh, I have in a pot uh, in my bedroom which I occasionally forget watering mm. because it's alone while I keep uh, the rest of the plants elsewhere and I water them more regularly. So I see some dead leaves on it, a reminder uh, that I, I need to be more diligent. Yes. So caring for, for living creatures in our lives, be it uh, other people or be it uh, our pets or... Uh, be it uh, our plants or our gardens, uh, it's it's important, and we owe it to one another. I love that. That's what we're going to take with us from this conversation. And Thank stay you. safe Thank during this time. It's good yeah, to be you with too, you. Peter. Yes, yes. And, and see you hopefully soon. Until next time. Bye bye.